When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire. And this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. And good evening, everybody, and welcome uh, once again to the Eskimos Coaches Show. Hope your Canada Day celebrations were very good all weekend long. Thanks for setting up shop with us for the next 30 minutes to talk some football with the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos, Jason Moss. Good evening, Jason. How are you? Doing great, thank you. Uh, how's uh, Canada Day for you? Did you get any time off with the family? Nope. They, w- <laughs> they went up to Valley View to visit some friends, and I stayed here and worked and watched them film. Just a typical long weekend for a CFL coach, eh? That's right. Uh, Canada Day, uh, everybody talks on Canada Day about Canada and what it means to them. Tell me, what does Canada mean to you now that it's become your adopted homeland? I mean, it, it's basically somewhere that I've lived almost longer than anywhere else in the world. So, I mean, I love Canada. I, I, I'm very grateful and always fortunate and, and feel you know uh proud to live in canada and uh f- again fortunate more than anything and uh i love it and uh obviously you know have a daughter that was born here and have made my home here for you know 16 years straight in winters and all and um you know it, it obviously means something to me on canada day as well had you been to canada or did you know anything about canada before you came up for football I knew very little about it. I had never been up there, no. I mean, I was born in Wisconsin, but I was so close. But I never um, had visited. Um, you know, obviously watched football my whole life. So when CFL was on, I was familiar with the Eskimos and uh, obviously the the major quarterbacks that were up here and things like that. Um, but, you know, not until Jeff Hedford came to Oregon and we started talking about CFL football did I kind of know more but start realizing that uh, – Canada was uh, a possibility for myself. Obviously, ov- the other thing I always say is, you know, Gr- Wayne Gretzky is obviously known around the world. So yeah. uh, when he was in his heyday here in Edmonton, we were watching it down there too. And, you know, a young kid from Yuma, Arizona, I was watching hockey back then too, and, and an Oilers fan back then. I think that's uh, the beautiful thing about the Canadian Football League is you see so many people like yourself who don't know anything about the country end up coming up here and then you end up staying and your kids are born here and your life ends up here and there's you know the good stories we hear the last few years about players you know trying to become Canadian citizens and they just want to stay here they just come here and it's just such a welcoming place for them. Yeah, no, I mean people are welcoming. That's exactly how you you said it right. I mean my best friends all live in Canada. I mean I've I have friends and family back home that are, I'm extremely close with, have some best friends there. But, I mean, my the people I, I'm near and dear with and, and that I really appreciate and love are here in Canada. And, um, you know, they're great people. Um, you know, and like I said, I noticed it from day one. And, uh, you know, it was when, when I signed my first deal here, 
uh, after playing my first year and brought my wife up here and we decided to make a move of it and live up here for good you know we were very happy uh, with it and you know have done nothing but look back I mean we don't even look back we just are very accepting of what we did and um, again thankful and proud all right, let's get to football now. A blowout win for the Eskimos on Friday night, 41-22 over the BC Lions. Sure didn't start that way. Uh, if you want to recap the start of the game, BC starts with a long drive. They get a single because of a missed field goal. The Eskimos take a, a sack, then an interception. BC gets a touchdown, a fumble the kickoff by the Eskimos. BC gets a field goal, and all of a sudden, Jason, it's 11-0. Could have been more, but it's 11-0 before you even get settled into the game. It was. Have you seen a worse start? Could you have scripted a worse start for a football club? Mm. No, I mean, I'll probably not. Um, you know, like you said, what I, when you say all those things, I look at it and say, well, our defense did very well to, yep. to hold them to 11 points because the first drive they drive down there, we hold them to a field goal. You know, we get a turnover. I think they scored a touchdown, but the very next one that they got the turnover on, they kick a field goal again. So, um, And then offensively, we started with a sack. Well, CJ's great in protection. If one little thing, he would have seen something a little bit differently. That ball is probably a 50-yard completion, if not more. Um, and then the second play, uh, Bahar's six steps past the guy who ends up intercepting the ball, and somehow Mike you know, throws it a little high, and Bahar doesn't come down with it but tips it, and the guy gets it. I mean, it just seemed like nothing could go your way. Even you know, later in the second quarter when we still weren't functioning on offense great, we miss an Angora route, which is the perfect coverage we had prepared for or thought might could happen, and it did. Presented itself, and we airmail it by five yards over Kenny's head. Otherwise, that's a walk-in touchdown. So as bad as it was, there was still hope for the reason why our defense stops them, holds them to where you look up and you're like, 14-2 to is manageable. Um, and I felt like our offense hadn't quite gotten going yet, um, but yet things were there. And then once we started, then it just settled in, and obviously all three phases. I said it a lot the previous week, we didn't play complimentary football. Well, yeah. we played complimentary football this week, and you could see the results. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that later. First, what turned it around for you? Were there certain plays? For me, the, the C.J. Gable 21-yard run the one where he got hurt and had to leave for a couple of plays, but it seemed to me like that was like everyone just said, okay, let's just get this back on track. Uh, he had the run. Then Kenny Stafford really got into the mix and started making some catches, and he and, he and, he and uh, Mike got hooked up a little bit. It just seemed to just snowball into the big turnaround. Yeah, I think there was a little stretch there where Mike hit Kenny a couple times where we got, you know, airmailed a, um, a play action pass and the very next play was a, a short pass to Kenny on second and ten and he takes it for a first down. I think from that moment on we were pretty lights out and uh, you know, that just parlayed itself into playing good football from there. I think Mike started seeing it and feeling it better. I think CJ, once we started getting him, you know, the ball a little bit more uh, you know, and, and the defense getting us the ball back it just started, you know, functioning well. Uh, obviously, getting two scores there late, late in the second quarter, yeah. and getting the lead going into half was huge, uh, huge momentum thing for us. And we got the ball to start the second half. So, um, you know, I, like I said, at the end of the day, the the start wasn't what we wanted. The finish was absolutely what we wanted, and everything mostly in between of that was really good football. So, I'm proud of our guys. You know, I'm excited. I, I told them before. I said, you know, you got to enjoy everything. You got to enjoy the grind. When you lose, you got to learn from it and move on. And you got to be excited about winning too. I'm more excited to get back to work now. I mean, I see what we're about. I see what kind of guys we have. I see what we're capable of. And I think all of our guys are just itching 
to go again. A lot of the what we saw in the second, late in the second quarter on Friday, and it was what we usually see late in the fourth quarter with this football team over the last couple of years. It's kind of neat to, I, the urgency obviously not there in the second quarter like you get in the fourth quarter, but to be able to, you know, address it and get it turned around a lot or easier just makes it so much easier for everybody. Eh? Yeah, our guys have been really good this year, three games. When we've been put in situations where we need a score or we need opportunities to score at the end of halves, we've been able to do that in all three games. Um, you know, and then obviously the Winnipeg game at, at the end when we needed it, we did it. You know, we didn't have the opportunity in the Hamilton game to get ourselves back into it. But, you know, the right before the half, I think in all three games, we either scored touchdowns or had an opportunity to score field goals on late drives. And that tells you the guys are clicking, understanding what we're trying to do, uh, playing big when it matters most. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm excited about the what we're doing right now and just looking forward to continuing it on. You kind of touched on it uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, C.J. Gable with the great run. His game, we were waiting for it to come around and I know we talked a lot with you about it going into into that last game on Friday that uh, the run numbers weren't there but man, they were sure there on, on Friday night. He was as good as we've seen him in an Eskimo uniform. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's every bit as, uh, as what we saw last night, what we think he can be every week. Um, you know, we just got to give him the opportunities to do that and obviously the way the game flow was, it was able. We were able to give him more touches, and uh, he made the most of it. I mean, he's he's gifted. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He's tough as can be, too. I mean, to, to come back from what he came back from and keep playing and play that that level was impressive. And not only that, he blocks extremely well. So all the little things that everyone else sees, we see more. Um, and I've said it before. We're excited to have him. We were excited the moment he got here last year, and. You know, 160-odd yards on 23 carries is big, and hopefully every week we can do something similar to that. And the better the run game is, the better the pass game becomes, right? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime your old line, when your old line is getting off on people and opening holes for CJ, they're wearing down a defense too to where they're not really excited to sit back and pin their ears back and rush their passer anymore. And, or then they're, they're not sure what's happening. So it's to the advantage of the offense. And our offensive line is physical in the pass game and they're physical in the run game, obviously. But, you know, um, it was a good mix all night. It was you're able to kind of call a game. Mike was able to execute it with a lot, not a lot of pressure in his face um, and able to kind of, you know, dictate to them more. I felt like that's what we ended up doing at the end is dictating to what we wanted to do. It was what we wanted to call at that moment rather than kind of wishing or you know, hoping something will work. It seemed like things were working. Two games in now, how much of an impact has Travis Bond had? Uh, he's, I mean, like you talk about physical in the run game and the pass game, he's both. And uh, I think on that left side now with Maddie and, and Travis, I think they're coming into their own. I think they can, they, they're communicating better. I think they both, got, you know, understand each other a little bit more. And Travis is getting a, Matt's extremely intelligent. He knows our system extremely well. And uh, I think Travis, have been a, through a crash course of our system in the last two weeks, and he's picking it. He's picked it up extremely well. But more reps, every rep you get, every look you see, uh, is always going to help you. Uh, and particularly with just the guys you're playing next to. I mean, if he was playing next to the guys he'd been playing with for a couple of years, it's no big deal. But playing with different people, it's it's always a little different. So I've been, like I said it before, extremely impressed with the way he's played and 
what he's been able to accomplish in such a short time here. You touched on it earlier. You said complimentary football. That was kind of the catchphrase last week uh, going into this game, and I, I think it doesn't. Uh, there's not a better example than the last half, uh, the last couple of minutes of the, of the second quarter. You had uh, uh, between the two touchdowns you scored, the D forces a two and out. Uh, then they get the sack to take them out of field goal position, and then the interception to, to end the drive completely. I mean, both sides work so well together, particularly at that time, but throughout the game as well. Yeah, no, I mean, you said it right. I mean, we put pressure on their quarterback, you know, had five sacks on the night. You know, they had, they rushed the ball early in the game, and then we all of a sudden got a lead and started pounding it a little bit, and they got away from that, their run game, uh, which, is, again, is complimentary football. When you're able to force a team into being one-dimensional, that's what you like and uh, like to do. And, you know, I think anytime your special teams is, is on par with what they're doing, uh, he's kicking the ball well, we're covering it well. You know, our return game is, is getting the ball, getting us the opportunity back. Anytime all three facets are playing that way, I mean, and you've got players and like we do, <laughs> I think it lends itself to, to games like that. I mean, there's every, always an opportunity to do that to someone, but, um, you know, it's very difficult. is a very difficult team to play against, and, you know, I thought, thought our guys were up to, the, up to the test and played extremely well all three phases. 7.45 on 6.30. Chad, you're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show with uh, Jason Moss, brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneer. We'll take a break, be back with more. We'll uh, look a little bit more uh, at the game on Friday, but look ahead to the game Saturday in Toronto. The Eskimos take on the Argonauts. It'll be a 3.30 kickoff, 2 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chid. Back with more after this. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio. 6.30 Chad. Yeah, we're back for about uh, 10 more minutes with the coach here on uh, 6.30 Chad. The Eskimos Coaches Show. Jason Moss in studio with us now. Jason, want to uh, throw a couple of names at you from the game on Friday and just get your thoughts on, on their performance. Guys, you kind of, in different ways, kind of stood out to me. Kristoff uh, Malumba chumanga six tackles, a special teams tackle, two sacks. Was his game as good as his numbers? Absolutely. He played an incredible game. Um, you know, he stepped his game up. You know, the week before probably wasn't up to snuff, and he knows that. And we know he's young in his career up here too. And um, he took to a lot of coaching last week and uh, worked extremely hard, and it obviously paid off. I mean, I thought he was a difference maker in this game, and he was all over the place. And rightfully could have had a pick in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in practice, when you've watched him through training camp, he usually picks that ball. I mean, it's been an incredible camp for him. So, no, he's right on par with what we thought Kristoff would be, and he had a great game. Hugh O'Neill continues to punt the ball so well. Uh, 46.7-yard average on the season, four times inside the 10 already. He's, yeah, he's uh, distance and placement. He's been remarkable. I, I'm very uh, happy for him. I mean, he worked extremely hard this offseason. Um, you know, feels comfortable. You can tell he's just comfortable, and um, he's kicking it extremely well. I watch him every day in practice, do what he does. What he does in the game, I see every day in practice. So I'm never um, too too surprised by what Hugh's been doing. He's been doing it in practice. He's been very consistent, uh, and he was great for us last year as well. So I think he just picked off right where we left off last year. I know you're a fan of the Teaget. You had him in Toronto. Uh, a couple things. First, the touchdown. Everybody sees the touchdown, which was a great job to get the toe down to make it count. Earlier in the game, he had a tremendous block on Solomon Elamimium that uh, saved a play. Uh, and then 
after the touchdown, he comes out and makes a special teams tackle on the kickoff. I mean, he's a guy who can help you in so many ways. Yeah, no, I mean, that's one of the reasons he's he's starting for us, and one of the reasons we changed our ratio this last week to two receivers on offense was because of Nate. And, you know, uh, obviously Bahar has a hand in that, and Sam Jaguar here now too, but Nate's the reason why. I mean, you can do that when you have two guys who you can count on play at that level. And uh, he's smart. He's picked, He knows our system. Uh, he's, self, he's selfless. He does whatever we ask and then some when Blair was out of the lineup last year he was our special teams captain um, you know he cares about football loves football um, he, he's infectious just the way he comes to work every day he's a good dude uh, great family man so um, you know I, I love watching guys like that succeed and, and do well and it was his first touchdowns in Eskimo so you know it means something to him and to contribute to a win means even more I know that knowing him um, but it was an incredible play. And then, yeah, to follow it up with a, a great special teams tackle, the very next play, taking on Lambala, cutting out the legs from Rainey. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Kweku Boateng, uh, going into the game, virtually no numbers in the first two games, but he puts them up in, the, in this game, three tackles, two sacks. What was his game like for you? Yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, Kweku's relentless. He may not show up on stat sheets every week, but he's... He's getting pressure on people. He's making it hard, very difficult on quarterbacks and on O-linemen to block them. He's another effort guy, a guy that gives a lot, um, extremely intelligent, knows knows our stuff, and uh, he's only going to get better. I mean, at the end of the day, he's young too. I mean, he's only in his second season, and as much as he played, was on the roster last year, he, it's not like he was playing um, all the snaps. So he, now that he's playing more, he's just only going to get better with more reps. And, and I don't want this to be a, a negative, but I want to talk about Calvin McCarty. Uh, I don't write down every penalty, but I cannot remember the last time he got a penalty. I mean, I, I think that says something about Calvin McCarty and the way he plays, because he's in all those tough situations. And he got a penalty, took a touchdown off the board, but the next play made a, a pretty good block to help Riley uh, to get to get the touchdown pass again. Uh, the way he plays game in and game out is so dependable. Yeah, I mean, he he, he won our um, our basically keys to victory um, award last year, and that means for all the players that are on our roster to don't turn over the ball and don't uh, commit a penalty, they get a point. And it goes down to, at the end, what player played more plays. And Calvin played over 1,000 plays last year between special teams and offense and all that and didn't have one penalty last year. So in order to have one this year, it was an, it was an awkward play. And I, you know, it's yeah. judgmental whether he actually was – the intent wasn't to grab the guy or fall. He fell on the guy basically, and they called it a hold. But, yeah, just like Calvin is, the very next play is an important play. We score on the very next play, I believe. And it's a play action pass that he has to block a, a guy coming off the edge and he sells out, knocks him away so Mike just – can sidestep and complete a ball. So uh, you talk about a vet who could have been very distraught and pissed off and not thinking clearly, and Calvin just wipes it off, and very next play does his job, and there we you know go ahead and score. But Calvin's consummate pro, 12-year veteran, uh, all in Edmonton, so he's everything we want him uh, want in our, our players is Calvin. He'll go on our wall. He'll go all those things as far as what an Eskimo truly is, and uh, we're obviously extri- always excited to have Calvin on the field. Next two games are against the Argonauts in Toronto coming up on Saturday, then back home the next Friday against the Argos here. Do you like back-to-back games? I don't. I mean, for preparation purposes, it's nice just because you play the team. You prepare, um, you know, for playing them the first week with a couple extra plays, and then you just watch that game and prepare again. Um, so it's it's nice in preparation-wise. I mean, um, you know, I 
I'm indifferent to it, to be quite honest with you. It's nice to get an Eastern opponent out of the way, knowing we won't have to face them again unless we see them in the playoffs. So it's kind of nice in that respect. You don't have to, you just shut the door on them. Um, so, you know, that's a, that, that's a good thing. James Franklin will start a quarterback. Uh, the Argos announced today, a uh, couple of weeks in a row now, a player that you know really well playing you. Uh, do you get more involved defensively this week because you know James Franklin so well after watching him well, a couple we of years talk, in practice? We, Benny and I talked today about you know what do you think, and there's not a lot of film on James. I mean, at the end of the day, it yeah. doesn't matter. He has not played a ton of football in his career up here. So to say what bothers James, who I don't know what bothers James. I haven't seen enough to say one thing or another. I know anytime he's played, he's done extremely well. Um, you know, so you know, it's like any quarterback. I believe if you if they don't if if they see things or you get pressure on them, you get you hit them, they get rattled. It's how they respond to adversity. That's what we have to see with James. How is he going to respond to the adversity? I think I think well, just having coached him, but you never know until you see him do it and go through those things. So you know that's going to be our thing is you know hopefully go out and hit him in the mouth, uh, make him make plays, and you know make life difficult for him and see how he responds to it. You know, um, you know I, we think the world of James obviously never wanted to lose him, um, but uh, at the end of the day we're playing him and we'll do our best. I mean at the end of the day it's the system we're going against too. It's Tressman system which we're very very familiar with. I don't know that our offense will. See See anything from their offense that they've never seen before from us in the last three years in practice or in games. So there's familiarity, familiarity with the system, familiarity with the quarterback. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to execution and you know getting into him or hitting him and rattling him a little bit and getting him off his game. And you know we'll we'll find out. Just like any other quarterback. That's right. right. All right, uh, Jason. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck in Toronto this week. Thank you. That's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Uh, the Argos will host. The uh, Eskimos on Saturday. It's a uh, 3.30 game, 2 o'clock for uh, the uh, pregame show here on 6.30 Chad. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody. Happy Canada Day. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.